On Bulls, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, a show for the most passionate fan base in the NBA. White, going the jab steps, comes up shooting top three, bam! Put him in the Hall of Fame! Your number one source for Chicago Bulls news and stories. What more, what more y'all want me to prove, man? Jordan Malley and Matt Peck dive into the best Bulls news and stories around the NBA. Jordan Malley. Jordan, great to see you. Through our 670 score scope. Yep. Where is he? And it's right over there, Bill. Joining me now, Matt Peck. Locked on Bulls podcast. Producing podcasts left and right, even in the offseason. On Twitter, at Locked on Bulls, at Jordan C. Malley, and at Bulls underscore Peck. I don't have a Twitter. I don't do anything like that. And I love what you guys do with the show. I listen to every episode. You guys are one of the best podcasts, period. Y'all keep going with you do best. I love you guys. So kick back, relax, and get ready for the best hour of your day. It's 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 raw. You can just see the vibe. Locked on Bulls starts now. Here are your hosts, Jordan Malley and Matt Peck. Okay, cool. I was hoping it wasn't one of those knucklehead programs. What's up and welcome into Locked On Bulls, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. My name's Jordan Malley, along with me is Matt Peck. Follow us on Twitter at Jordan C. Malley, at Bulls underscore Peck, and at Locked On Bulls. Hit us up on our texting voicemail line, 331-979-1369. Drop your text, your voicemails, anything you got for us at 331-979-1369. Today's episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra at only 2.6 carbs, 95 calories. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Stay tuned. Later in this episode, we're going to have the Ultra Player of the Week. Matt, how are you? Glad to be back on this Wednesday for some mailbag. We are also live on Locker Room right now, so shout out to everybody watching and listening to us on Locker Room and interacting. We will give you guys an opportunity to ask some questions, and we'll go throughout the feed uh, at the back end of this episode. But first and foremost, man, how are you? What up, Jordan? What up, Bulls Nation? Shout out to everybody who's hanging out in Locker Room for our second Locker Room show. Um Hoping to get a W. I feel like we haven't had one in a while. Bulls have a tough one on deck tonight. Playing the Suns, the two seed in the Western Conference right now. Uh, that will be a tough game. But maybe we'll start to see a little bit more cohesion. Maybe a bit more of a uh, a, a steady rotation from Billy Donovan tonight. I'm thinking about it too. We were just talking about it off mic, but... Uh, from all indications yesterday, or just listening to what Billy Donovan had to say, it doesn't sound like Zach is even 75% right now. And right. I, I, if it's going to take a game or two just for him to sit, I can deal with the losses considering the schedule that we have on this West Coast road trip. I'm okay if he has to sit at this point. Just don't let it affect the rest of the season. I'm hoping it's nothing major either, but I would say likely for him not to play tonight, no? Yeah which then basically immediately cancels the, well, hopefully we can see some kind of, uh, you know, solid rotation start to take form because if Zach's not in, then the rotation isn't the real rotation. So then you say, okay, maybe, you know, Garrett Temple left the game early Monday night because I think he re-aggravated a hamstring. Otherwise, if he were healthy and available, maybe, you know, we've seen Donovan throw Temple into the starting lineup at times earlier this season when other guys were out for injury or or, or health and safety protocols. Um, what's Kobe White's status? He missed his first game ever of his NBA career with the, the sore neck on Monday. So while we're all hoping that some of these pieces of the puzzle start to find their right places, tonight might be a bit of a toss up. 
the Suns have been playing weird since the All-Star break. Like Since coming back from the All-Star break, they haven't been the same exact team that they were, and I don't know if they're hitting a lull the same way that the Bulls have. Time to take advantage of that even without Zach Levine. Maybe this is the night that Vooch just says, all right, well, star one's out. I'm star two. I'm supposed to be here. Let me go out and drop 30, carry us to a win. I mean, that's basically what it's going to have to be at this point. Unless Markinen figures it out or Kobe White has a special night, it's going to have to be all eyes on Vooch or all eyes on Thad for somebody to take over this game to even have a chance. Yeah, I mean, you're absolutely right about that. Maybe we can see Vooch reach another level of just <clears throat> basically his usage when he was in Orlando and when they had pieces missing and it was basically just him and a bunch of scrubs. And when he arrived, Bulls fans were like, okay, some of the pressure off of Zach. Now Zach and Vooch can both have more manageable loads. But if Zach's out tonight, um, you know, if, if Kobe's still not 100%, Lowry is just a bench player now. We we might be seeing the the old Orlando Magic version of Vooch, who was like, "All right, man, you're getting the ball every time down the floor if you're on the court." Regardless, you know who's playing tonight. Then who's going to be a part of this rotation? You don't you right? Don't say it. You know who it's going to be, for better or for worse. He's the only other person off that bench that can shoot. <sighs> I mean, you're not wrong about that. But he, Denzel hasn't really even been shooting that well recently. True. That's true. But, I mean, what are your, you don't have any other options. Bulls don't have any other, I guess Troy Brown Jr. just say, screw it. We brought right. this kid in for a reason, so let's give yes. him the full workload. I mean, even if that's what it is, then that's something I think that is more valuable and a more a better use of time if you're Billy Donovan than playing Denzel. We all know what Denzel is, and he ain't sticking around long term. You just got this kid, Troy Brown, in a, you know, probably under the radar steal of an acquisition on trade deadline day. And he has all, he's brimming with potential. So play the kid. Even, dude, Javante Green, who has gotten some, some decent looks from Donovan already, play them because we're still trying to figure out what they are and see how good they can be. Troy Brown Jr., not a great outside shooter, not a great perimeter threat right now, but maybe if he works on that element of his game, he can become an amazing combo guard, a wing. Some people I, I've seen on Bulls Twitter or even saying, hey, the kid used to play point guard. We need a point guard. Let him run the point. <laughs> like, like what, what, what is the harm in doing that? compared to what do you gain just by like letting Denzel play for 15 to 20 minutes? We've already picked our lane. See, I would have agreed with you maybe like 10 days ago, but we've already picked our lane at least for this season, right? It's to win games. And we just talked about it earlier this week. Uh, some sense of urgency of knowing that you can't continue to drop these games. And I get the Suns are one of the best teams in the league. Same thing with the Jazz coming up, but... I don't know. I don't know, man. Maybe it's just a matchup thing, too. But Denzel has shown us, at least in spots, that he can be a guy that can go out there and get you 20 on a night. I'm not saying he's done it consistently. I saw Troy Brown Jr.'s numbers, and granted, they were with Washington in a weird situation. But they're just they're about the same as Denzel's this season. So I don't care. Just well, find the guy that's consistent. Well, that's because he had an opportunity taken away from him. They drafted Denny Avdia, and they started him... And like they they moved Troy Brown to the four, and he's clearly not a four. Like right. he was just a piece that didn't fit for them. 
But if you go back and look at his numbers last season, and especially those games they played in the bubble, dude was putting up real numbers. Yeah, he balled out. I'm excited for him. Uh, the other person, too, real quick. If we need a scoring option, how about P-Dub? Let's get him some shots. We talked about that last week. Is like trying to find him a little bit more of a rhythm and allow him to take more than 10 shots on a night or eight shots on a night. I'm down, uh, Like especially if Zach's out for a game or two. Uh, find yeah. any way to do if, it. If there is ever a night, ever again, like I saw it at least a couple of times earlier this season and I flipped out. If I ever see a box score at the end of a Bulls game in which Denzel Valentine has more field goal attempts than Patrick Williams, I am running Denzel over with my car. I don't have a car, so it's a hollow threat. But just to give you a sense of how mad that would make me. Flex on him, Denzel! So we'll see what happens tonight in Phoenix. We're going to take some texts and voicemails here and also take your questions from Locker Room. So thanks to everybody that's hanging out with us on Locker Room. All right, Jordan. Well, it's Wednesday, which you know what that means. It's time for our Michelob Ultra Player of the Week. Do you win because you're happy or are you happy because you win? Michelob Ultra, it's only worth it if you enjoy it. Only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories. The joy creates the success. Enjoyment isn't the end game. It's the whole game. Hopefully, despite two losses, Vooch has enjoyed his first week with his new team in his new city, although they are now on their West Coast trip. So it's not like Vooch has had uh, plenty of time to get to know the city of Chicago yet. But I know that his arrival brought a lot of Bulls fans joy. Certainly brought me joy. I know it did for you, too. We finally saw this organization make a big swing um, the week of the NBA trade deadline and actually use the trade deadline to acquire talent instead of just acquiring cash considerations. And Vooch is at the center of all of that. And despite being a new player in a new area with a new coach and a new system, he has played very well in his first couple of games, including... I mean, that game against the Warriors, not the result we wanted, but 21 points on 9 of 13 from the field, 9 boards and 6 assists. Like, I can definitely get used to that, man. He's been a beast, and I feel like we've only we've only hit the surface of what he could potentially be with Zach. And like I was telling you and I was telling a lot of our listeners in the solo episode I did, was that, man, get those two guys in the gym consistently together this summer. I mean, next year is going to be a whole hell of a lot of fun to watch. So continue it. We need Vooch and we need him badly right now, especially because Zach's not 100%. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and I'm with you about earlier, like would love to see Patrick Williams become the secondary scorer <clears throat> for whatever amount of games Zach has to miss. But you brought this guy in for a reason. And he was used to heavy workloads on a nightly basis in Orlando. We know that he's capable of it. Um, so. Hopefully he can continue that trend tonight um, and continue to earn that Michelob player of the week honor because they are going to need a monster game for Vooch tonight if they're going to be able to beat this juggernaut Phoenix Suns team, which, by the way, still sounds really weird to say. Oh, Phoenix Suns, real tough matchup tonight. When the hell did that happen? Our boy campaigns on that team, too. So, mm-hmm. on a Flex on him, campaign. <laughs> 
Um, all right. Before we take any questions or allow people to speak on Locker Room, again, thanks for hanging out with us on Locker Room. If you're out there listening to our podcast episode of this, you're probably asking yourself, what's Locker Room? It's an app right now where you can join live, listen to us do this episode live. We're going to do it once a week, um, probably throughout the season now and into the off season. So Locker Room's been a great partner for us. They just uh, joined up with Spotify yesterday. So that was big news for Locker Room as well. Uh, if you want the, to join us weekly, go download the Locker Room app right now. It's available on the iOS app store. Find find us by searching Locked on Bulls. Locker Room, change the way we talk about sports. Okay, before we get to your questions on Locker Room, I'm going to play some voicemails and uh, go through some of our text messages. Let's go to New York and check in with Kevin. Matt and Jordan, this is Kevin from New York. Hope you guys are doing well and staying safe. First of all, I am getting my vaccine tomorrow, and so as soon as I get that second shot, I'm coming to Chicago, and I'm getting some Portillo's and some Illuminati's, and I just cannot wait to step foot in Chicago again. But anyway, just finished watching the uh, Warriors game, and I was going to comment after the Spurs game, um, but then I wanted to wait. So I just think that, obviously, I think the new team looks really good for day one of Vooch and then day one of Tice last night. Um, I don't know. I just think that the DNA looks really good out there, um, even if there are a couple slip-ups. So I hope I'm not being too star-eyed. But the main point I wanted to bring up was, and I just welcome your guys' thoughts on this, is like I think specifically with the first game, I just think that right now there's a lot of attention on the Bulls. And I think that that might have spooked some players. And maybe I'm totally wrong about that, but it's like in a matter of like a day, everyone is looking at the Bulls, like everyone. It's been the talk of everything. And I think that this is really going to show who's going to step up to the plate. I think it's an amazing opportunity for Zach. He's already been an all-star, but I think it's an amazing opportunity for him to just really say, all right, the lights are on us now. Let me show you what I can do. So will he do it? Will other players do it? What are your guys' thoughts? It's all super exciting to me, and I love what I'm seeing. So anyway, stay safe. And, uh, have a chocolate cake shake for me in the meantime. All right. See you guys. Damn, that sounds good right now. But thanks oh for checking God, in. Oh, my God. I would kill a man for a cake shake right now. <laughs> thanks for checking in, Kevin. This is actually a really solid question, Matt, because this is something we haven't discussed before. I didn't even think about that. But yeah, he's 100% right. Being in a rebuild for three and a half seasons, and if, you know, a handful of these guys have been here for the majority of that not understanding what the pressure is or being talked about in a sort of good light or being held to some expectations now that you have a competent organization around you, this isn't something these players are are used to yet. They're used to just being criticized and being kind of laughed off, not really talked about, but I didn't even think about that. You think that plays at all into this, or is it more about the injuries and just not knowing each other that well? I mean... I. It, it could be a factor. I don't necessarily think it's a big one. I mean, Kevin's not wrong in that now, for the first time in a long time, there are a lot of eyes on the Bulls um, nationally. Um, as far as NBA media, all of the major um, you know, podcasts and shows, they were talking about the Bulls. And they were talking about the Bulls in a way that wasn't, hey, you know the hapless Bulls that used to be a relevant organization? Check out the most recent stupid, laughable thing they did or their coach did because those were the only headlines the Bulls were making for the last couple of years. And now, with Kyle Lowry staying put, um, 
Vooch was the biggest name that changed teams. The only all-star player to change teams on deadline day. So when a player of that caliber and an organization as noteworthy as the Chicago freaking Bulls are in, you know, involved in some kind of big trade deadline day move, yeah, it's going to draw a lot of eyes. I don't, however, think that necessarily has a huge weight on the players. I mean, yes, I think that Vooch and the players that are still here that were here to welcome him when he arrived are aware that a swing like this means to hell with tanking. We're going to try and get better now. We're going to try and compete now. We want to make the playoffs this season. We're sick of looking you know, from the outside looking in on the NBA playoffs every season. Maybe that weighs on their minds a little bit, but I don't think it's enough so that that's the reason for their struggles over the first couple of games. I think they just need time to gel. I think I'm with you too, but I think it does at least give us something to think about over the next couple of weeks too if this continues to happen where the Bulls just don't seem like they can... They're not figuring it out. They're not progressing, even if it's slowly. I think it's fair to say that, though. If we were, we were just talking about how, you know, this team needed to stop, you know, stop pouting after missing shots and stop being so down on themselves. And it was just like guys weren't meant as mentally strong as I think the organization wanted them to be. And that's, I feel like, in large part, why some of this shakeup happened on the trade deadline. I don't think it's unfair to say that maybe some of the guys on this team are affected by that. Think about it. Who's the only, who, like, on this roster, who are guys that have been in pressure situations and in on a winning organization, a team that has expectations to be a playoff team every single year? Like, outside of Tice, like, has Vucevic ever been in that scenario outside of last year where they made the playoffs? Like, Thaddeus Young maybe, Garrett Temple maybe, but outside of that, most of this roster has had little to no playoff experience, little to no expectations as a team. So I wonder how that impacts yeah. them. Well, and one of the other, well, actually a couple of the other new arrivals, Al Farouk Aminu played lots of playoff games True. back in Portland days. Him. And Daniel Tice, I mean, he just made, uh, you know, a, a pretty significant playoff run with the Celtics just last season. So, you know, not only what they bring as far as their abilities on the basketball court, but I think that that was definitely another reason um, that AK and Eversley had in mind for not only acquiring an all-star caliber player like Vooch, who does have himself some playoff experience, but other vets that have playoff experience. Because, like, you're right, before these trades, it was basically Thad. That dude was the only person on that roster who had even sniffed the NBA playoffs. So that was a good question. Thanks for dropping us the voicemail. Uh, let's... Oh, oh, wait. Oh, wait. Yes. Cristiano Felicio was on that uh, three alpha <laughs> team, was he not? Yeah, he was. Yeah, Denzel has playoff experience, too. I'm pretty sure he and was Denzel. on that team. Oh, man, I totally forgot about that. Wow. Uh, that's what got him paid, though, I'll be honest. Not that playoff experience, but that season got him paid. Um Let's go to one more voicemail before we start taking questions uh, from locker room and maybe wrapping up with some texts. Uh, let's go out to the 309. Hey, guys. Just wanted to call. I uh, had some thoughts after the Warriors game. And the main thought that I had tonight was that, you know, just, just Lori Markin is, is so damn nice. I mean, I look on his Instagram and I see beautiful family. I hear him speak and, you know, he seems so down to earth. For God's sake, the man's favorite movie is Borat. And, you know, the, the problem is he's just so nice that every time he defends a dude, he just goes ahead and lets him score. 
And, you know, in fact, I think he's so nice that uh, he'd probably agree with me that the Bulls should give every single ass one of his minutes to Daniel I Want to Be Like Tice, who had me fucking hyped after watching his performance tonight. He was playing great. As far as Laurie goes, I'd just say it's too bad we couldn't trade him. Man. What a what a downer final note of a voicemail. <laughs> Did, do we he was do we all to, hyped up with a tight love and then he's like, oh Lowry. Uh. Do we not understand that we don't have to live and die with every single game and like every performance from every single one of these guys, especially young guys too. We haven't been particularly tough on Kobe White because he's so young. Same thing with Patrick Williams this year. It hasn't been warranted like maybe Carter or like Lowry in a lot of facts too, but like Come on. I, I get it. It's tough to watch him have to constantly come back and get into rhythm, and it takes two or three weeks. But we talked about it when he was out, man. Like, the Bulls didn't have a secondary consistent score. Now that you do in Vooch, maybe Lowry becomes less significant. But look, they can still trade him this summer. They could do a sign in trade and still deal him this summer. I'm just hoping he figures whatever the hell he's got going on, figures it out, and can help the Bulls, especially if Zach Levine's going to miss some time. Like, that would be the biggest thing is then you do need your secondary scorer again. I don't know what to say about Lowry, man, though. Uh, yeah, I mean, first of all, um, I echo his excitement about Daniel Tice. The He's dude a beast. is... I, I will repeat... Tice, baby! My, my next... Now that I just got my fresh P-Dub City Edition jersey, a Daniel Tice Red Bulls jersey is just right there on deck for me yeah did you, wait, um, did you get a patrick williams number nine jersey or did you get 44 i did i got nine i nice. ordered it like a month and a half ago and it takes forever for the madhouse store to get the custom ones it wasn't even an option like they had zach and i think they had lowry um but they or, or and kobe but they didn't have patrick williams so i had to get a custom williams with a nine on the back it finally showed up two days later we trade for Vooch, and we hear that he's giving number 40. Uh, he's taking 44, giving nine to Vooch. So I'm ecstatic about that. I feel like I have a collector's item now. Absolutely. It's like the 45 Jordan jerseys. Like when those came out, and I know you can get them everywhere, but it's not the same as like having the original when he was wearing it at that right. time. So that's awesome, man. I, I have a Jordan 45 child's medium hanging <laughs> on my wall that I got at the United Center. I Somewhere in a box somewhere, I have a black 45 and a white 45. Those used to hang up in my room too. They were used, to, I think they were like triple XL. So uh, my sister or my dad, either one of them must have went the complete opposite extreme and just bought the largest jersey possible there as a collector's item. So it is, it's kind of cool because you look back and you're just like, oh yeah, 45. Well, that Thanks was a random tangent, but yeah, uh, to go back to Lowry, dude, I feel like we've been over it. Even people like Jordan and myself who have been Lowry believers since his rookie year, you're, we're, we're all running out of reasons to believe. Um, maybe what he needs is a fresh start. Maybe what he needs is a swift kick in the ass. And maybe what he needs is to realize on the restricted free agent market this summer that there aren't teams knocking down his door to pay him $20 million annually. Maybe there is some team out there right now that is just trying to make a splash with this decreased, you know, um, number of 2021 free agents. That's a lot less shiny of a free agent class than it used to be and say, Hey, this kid, former all rookie team, number seven pick, just needs a you know uh, a change of a jersey and a new system. 
I, I guess there could be some teams out there who would pay money for Lowry to be that kind of shiny new piece. But based on the way he's been playing recently, uh, like what 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 else is there to say but uh Yeah, it's not great. It sucks. He hasn't been through a full season yet, except for his rookie year where he hasn't missed significant time. And I feel like for that, for a lot of guys, that throws you off. And for him especially, too, just to get back into a rhythm. And this team together hasn't been in a rhythm in a very long time. And now you just got a third of a new roster, too. So it's difficult. And I get the timing's not great with the Bulls, too. So I would say best case scenario, just hope he has a decent rest of the season. And then it makes it a little bit more difficult of his decision uh, come this summer. Uh, thanks for the call, though. And we are going to get to some text messages. We'll also get to the people that are hanging out with us on Locker Room in just a second. But first, want to tell you guys about our friends at Built Bar. been telling you guys about them all month. They've been doing Built Bar Madness. Uh, it's the best tasting protein bar on the market for a while now. Built Bar is the amazing low calorie, low sugar, high in protein, high in fiber, amazing tasting protein bar covered in 100% chocolate on every single one of their bars. One of my favorites is the peanut butter. I am looking still at their birthday cake with sprinkles. That one is fantastic as well. I eat these usually in the morning, so getting a sweet tooth in the morning, I'm not a big breakfast person. These are the perfect thing to let me last through it the, the entire day. If you're on a diet too, you don't want to feel guilty about eating a chocolate bar. These are fantastic. Remember to use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order. Go to BuiltBar.com. Check them out on Twitter at Bar underscore Built. That's LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. Today's episode of Locked Up Bulls is also brought to you by Bet Online. BetOnline.ag, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. NBA and NHL are in full swing, and we still have a few more tourney games to bet on and to cash in on. BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV, if that's your thing. Real up, real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Bet Online has you covered on all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Jordan, I know I texted you last night. You texted me back this morning. We both had some good hits um, in, in the world of sports betting last night. I, I had uh, the Zags to cover the spread, which they did easily. I was just breezing through that second half. I also got the upset pick UCLA over Michigan. Bye-bye to the remaining Big Ten team. And I hit on a NBA three-game points parlay. So what did you do in the wonderful world of sports betting yesterday? Alex Len has been sort of a go-to. That sounds very weird and bizarre. To Dude, I noticed you've been putting money on Len points over unders a lot. Dude, he's sneaky. He like he is in this group of handful of centers in the league that just sneak are able to sneaky get ten points or twelve points a night. And they're still giving us plus money on it. So you want to still continue to give us plus money on it. We will take it all day. But I was with you on Gordon Hayward likes to have a game where once every month or so where he hits three or four threes. I was like, the Wizards suck at guarding the three. Let's go right, with that. Yeah. That's um, why I took the over on 20 and a half for Hayward. I was like, oh, he'll hit that easily against the Wizards. And at some point, man, we're going to have to have a conversation about Russell Westbrook for everybody that disrespected him over uh, 2020 because that man is going off right now and part of the reason why the Wizards are so good. But yeah, Dude, good a, nights. Dude, a 30.20 assist triple-double. What Disgusting. the hell is that? Disgusting. 
Oh, yeah. Well, so anyway, uh, if you want to get in on all this fun that Jordan and I are having, uh, head on over to betonline.ag or use the mobile device to sign up today. Receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit when you sign up. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Promo code locked on. All right, for those that are listening on Locker Room, if you want to ask us a question, uh, go ahead and request to speak right now. And as we do that, we'll kind of, uh, let's feed through a couple of text messages, Matt, here while we line people up for the last couple of minutes before we get out of here. Sure. Uh, Well, first and foremost, what we did want to hit on in our inbox was an update from our friend Brian. Ah, yes. Longtime listener of the podcast who just sent us an email update earlier today. Hey guys, wanted to give you an update. Uh, Thanks again for helping me with my GoFundMe in December. It's almost April and I've finally been cleared to walk. I'm almost healed, but most importantly, walking again after four months off my feet. As for the Bulls, hopefully Zach sits out a few games to heal so we can see him and Vucci Main play together at full strength before the playoffs. Keep putting out the great shows, Brian. Uh, awesome to hear from Brian. Uh, some of you may have remembered from back around the holidays, Brian was the victim of a carjacking here in Chicago um, and was in the hospital after uh, after getting multiple gunshot wounds. Um, thankfully, it sounds like he is finally back up on his feet and on the mend. Thank you to everyone uh, who contributed to his GoFundMe that we blasted out on social media from our Lockdown Bulls and our personal accounts. Great to hear from Brian. Great to hear that he's doing well. And uh, yeah, man, uh, I'm with Brian. I think maybe we need to give Zach a night off or two. Seriously, shout out to Brian too. It's good to hear an update from him as well. I was just thinking about him the other day as well. So, I mean, four months to not be able to walk is insane. So uh, hopefully- I mean, to me, it doesn't sound all that bad. (laughs) I guess be kicked up uh, in a perfect world, yes. Um, but thanks for continuing to listen too. while you were hospitalized. I know we were going back and forth on the text and voicemail line. So uh, anybody out there that's listening to us, continue to reach out to us that you got a bull's thought or anything like that. Our text and voicemail line is always open. Our email is always open. Our DMs on Twitter as well, always open. We're here for you guys because you guys continue to support what we do every single day. And we wouldn't be here without you guys uh, we're coming up Matt close on a thousand episodes a couple of weeks away from that so I'm very excited it's crazy man a thousand episodes of Locked On Bulls <laughs> that is a lot of hours of talking about the Bulls oh my god it really is um, alright couple text messages before we get out of here uh, this comes from the 770 Disappointing, disappointed that the Bulls have lost their first two games post trade deadline however what were the what were people's expectations were people really expecting the Bulls to be better right out of the gate Bulls trade away five players and add five new ones this is basically a new team that was already just adjusting to a new coach after an abbreviated training camp plus new players also means adjusted or brand new roles for the remaining players new front office new coach and now vastly different team usually means you need to have some patience before they take off I have no disagreements with that text. I think that's perfectly put. It's hard to tell a fan that though. Like you like even coming off a loss, it's still frustrating watching them get kicked to the balls on Saturday against the Spurs was a little deflating, I'll be honest, and the Warriors game was too, but I have to keep reminding myself of exactly this text. Maybe I'll screenshot this and like uh, read it over once a day so I just don't go insane if the Bulls continue to to skid here over the next couple of weeks. Yeah. Uh, thank you to this texter for throwing some voice of reason into the 
pit of chaos that is Bulls fans. Um, I I get that people want this team to turn around and start winning right away because hey, we made we finally made a big trade on deadline day. We got another All Star to pair with Zach. But like the texture said, it will take time to gel. The Bulls' schedule is tough. Wins won't come easy in this first slate of 10 or so games with the new pieces because of the level of competition, and the Bulls are playing most of these games on the road. And also, by the way, yeah, our our, our all-star who we already had, who they brought Vooch to come play with, is not playing at 100% right now. So between Zach's bad ankle and everything else that Donovan has to juggle in these first handful of games with very limited practice time, what were your expectations and why were they not realistic? So well, very well put by our texter. Yeah, why? What were your expectations, and if you had high, and why were they stupid? <laughs> why were they so high? I. It's a good point. All right, before we and wrap, if they were that high, stop listening to Fred's podcast. <laughs> while we still figure out the kinks with locker room, anybody that's listening to the podcast right now, we're able to put you up, and you're able to come on and actually do kind of a live mailbag episode with us too so go down and upload the locker room app right now uh, and you can join us once a week to do this so if you want to have a back and forth discussion with us instead of leaving a three minute voicemail you can do that uh, so we're still working out the kinks but this has been a whole hell of a lot of fun and you can live comment as we're going as well um, let's take one more text bat end it off on the right note uh, do you guys think this is from the 815 do you guys think the Bulls front office could recalibrate their assessment on Levine if the Bulls are unsuccessful with this new roster it seems they came in doubtful seems like they came in doubtful of him but were won over by his play this year uh upgrading the roster puts more pressure on them winning and if that doesn't happen is it possible they become a little bit more hesitant on giving him a max Matt I think this is the one biggest thing about not giving outside of like him not making as much money hit instead of hitting free agency a year later I think this would be the one hesitation for them to say if we don't need to extend him this summer and he's okay with kind of playing it out with his last year, then maybe we just kind of wait and see and get a little bit more of an evaluation of where we're going the next two or three seasons. I think it's possible, but I don't know, man. I just said don't make the same mistake twice like we did four years ago. Yeah, so they were actually talking about this on the latest uh, Hoop Collective with Brian Windhorst um, that I was listening to earlier today. And talking about the different avenues that the Bulls can go and what Zach might want to do. So right now, the biggest extension they can give him this offseason, if they wanted to do an extension before the final year of his current deal, is four years and like $105 million, which is a very team-friendly deal if you're the Bulls. It's, it's technically a raise from what Zach's making now. But as an all-star not even making $20 million, I'm pretty sure he is the only player um, in that situation if you are not a all-star still on your rookie-scale contract, which there are a couple of those. But Zach has every reason to turn down that kind of extension and say, I'm going to hit unrestricted free agency in the summer of 2022 and let any and all suitors come at me with their offers and he could get offers upwards of 200 million. Um, There is another wrinkle to this, which is that it doesn't seem super likely, but it is still possible that Zach could squeak into an all NBA selection, all NBA third team. Maybe 
if he comes back from this ankle and finishes the season strong. And then you're talking about a super max situation um, because the Bulls traded for him from the team that drafted him. There is also the option that they were talking about on Hoop Collective that is not very often used in the NBA, but it is on the table, which is not a extension, but a renegotiation where the Bulls can take some of their existing salary cap to bump up Zach Levine's current contract and extend it. Um, so it's a bit more complicated, but essentially, instead of using cap space that they may have to pursue a free agent, especially if this free agent class is looking a little bit weak and maybe they just want to use a mid-level or whatever, they can use cap space to renegotiate with Zach and give him a bigger paycheck. I was listening to that too, and I played a little bit of it on Monday's episode, not about the contract negotiation stuff, but more so like their avenue and what people thought about this deal. And the other thing I took away from that, Matt, was the fact that this has been the first time that without a laugh, without, you know, trying to... I don't know, trying to do a bit. The Bulls are actually in a conversation where somebody unannounced brought up adding a potential third star. And I don't know if they didn't realize at the time they brought up Bradley Beal's name as adding a third piece and saying, watch that and his relationship with Billy Donovan. I don't think that they realized the Bulls trade away two first round picks and your assets that aren't nearly what they were after trading for Vooch, but it's still possible. And at least as a Bulls fan for me, I was like, I'm actually excited because it's the first time in a long time we've had a we've been having conversations about how do you get the second star. Now that we have the second star, we're actually in legitimate conversations around the nation with national NBA insiders talking about adding a third star in the near future. So just being a part of those are great. To Zach, to to the point about Zach's extension, I still feel very very strongly that if they weren't 100% sure on building around Zach, they wouldn't have made this deal for Vucevic. And maybe I'm wrong, and that's how low they felt about Carter, but I feel like that they wouldn't have dealt Carter and added the second star and given up a couple of first-round picks if they weren't, I would say, 95%, 98% committed to Zach. That's just personally how I feel. Yeah, I mean, I think that makes sense. And I think our texture from the 815 is accurate in what happened with the new front office and their evaluation of Zach in that they weren't, necessarily super keen on the idea of building with and around him when they arrived. Uh, and, and like, that's just things that we heard reported from the people on the bulls beat who were getting a feel for AK and Eversley saying what we have heard them say about the kind of basketball players they like the kind of basketball they want to play. That doesn't sound like Zach Levine. And so maybe people thought they weren't high on him, but clearly Zach took his game to a new level this season. Um, as Stefan No, our buddy who used to be at The Athletic, you should check him out. Um, he does. He still turned out great Bulls content. Follow him on Twitter. Uh, as he put it recently, Zach has improved in every element of his game that we were picking at him about. And not to say that everything has been fixed, not to say that his defense still can't get even better than it has, but it has gotten better. Not to say that he can't make better decisions and cut down on the turnovers, especially late in games, because he still can, but it has gotten better. And then you pair with that this ridiculous offensive efficiency he's having. And yes, I think it's safe to say that he changed the front office's mind if they came in thinking... Well, Zach's a talented scorer, but we're not married to this dude. 
this Vooch deal very much makes it seem like they are trying to build a team that can contend in the playoffs around those two pieces. Maybe not this year, but next year and moving forward. It's a good point, man. I'm I'm excited to have these conversations. It's gonna be a whole hell of a lot different this summer. Even you know, as much as we want to folk, we can focus on the rest of the season, and I'm totally cool with that. I'm excited to see what next year brings in the short term, what the summer brings to with the off season. A lot of optimism, even though we are sort of, I don't know, frustrated as a fan base with the start that they've had as a new Bulls team with Vooch here. Just going to take some time. And uh, again, I think I'm very, very confident in saying that there's barring something ridiculous. I think Zach stays here and that's the goal uh, because as we've learned over the last three seasons, Matt, guys like Zach and the talent that he has don't grow, don't just come around every day. There isn't those guys that you can pick out every single year and you're guaranteed to have in the draft and be able to develop. So I think the Bulls kind of took their medicine in some sense of saying, hey, we thought we could develop guys. And turns out it's a lot more difficult and it takes a lot longer than maybe initially the Bulls thought. So. I'm cool with hanging on to Zach, and I think he's just hit his prime, man. Um, So we'll see. These conversations are going to continue to happen over the next couple of years and even leading into the summer. Um, But I think that's going to about do it for us here on Locked On Bulls. Thanks again for everybody who hung out with us on Locker Room. We will do again one of these next week live, maybe a little bit later in the day too. So some of you that might still be stuck at work and want to be a part of the conversation can have an opportunity to, to join us. Uh, so go download the Locker Room app right now. It's available on the iOS app store. Make sure you create a profile and do all those good things and then be able to set your notifications for when we go live. Follow Locked On Bulls and at Jordan C. Malley on Locker Room so you know when we go live. We're on Twitter at Jordan C. Malley at Bulls underscore Peck and at Locked On Bulls. For Matt Peck, I'm Jordan Malley. Bulls Nation, have a wonderful day. Be back tomorrow with a fresh episode. For Jordan and Matt, we are out. Deuces. Locked on Bulls, a show for the most passionate fan base in the NBA. Hosts Jordan Malley and Matt Peck dive into the best Bulls news and stories around the NBA. For more content and to stay up to date, head over to LockedOnBulls.com. Thanks a lot.